You are listening to a Live City Church podcast, and we hope you'll experience Jesus today. We are excited to have you join our extended online church family. If you would like further information or wish to access more content, please connect with us on our Live City Church Facebook page or visit us at livecitychurch.com. Hallelujah. So I want to thank Pastor Paul and the leadership of the church um, to get this opportunity to share the word of God with the children of God who are precious in his sight. And I know that whatever I'm coming to share is not from me, but from God. And I want you to just enjoy the word of God as you listen to this message. You see, when I came in the morning and we were seeing some of these scenes this morning, I wasn't surprised. And I know Pastor Paul will not be surprised, and maybe um, Brother Madi. Because on Friday, I told Pastor Paul that the Holy Spirit laid upon my heart that we have to start praying against strongholds. Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah, come on. And I told Pastor Paul that for the weeks ahead of us, we'll be dealing with strongholds in the church, in our families, in the community, and go into certain areas. And one thing about the devil, for you to know that you are making impression when you are a Christian, it is when storms begin to come at you. Yeah. Okay? If you look at countries, if a country wants to attack another country, and look at a country like America, there was one time we had um, in the news that they killed one of the generals of Iran, whatever. What did that country do? They needed to do something to show that they were not comfortable with whatever happened. So they started flying rockets, right? And that is how it is in the realm of the spirit. The moment you launch out and you want to set things right, the devil is never happy. And the devil will want to do things to scare you. Yeah. But we are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Amen. So never get scared. Yeah, you preach it. Never get scared. Whatever happens, God is in control. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So this morning, I want us to look at a very important topic. And one of the things that was running through in our praise and worship which I got it in my spirit that God is really here. Now the topic is knowing who you are in Christ Jesus. Knowing who you are in Christ Jesus. And I want to reveal certain truth by the Spirit of God for you to understand who you are in Christ Jesus. And the moment you get that truth embedded in your spirit, there are certain things that happen and when you go through, you don't get disturbed because you know that once you speak, heavens obey, and the earth will have to kotow to whatever you command the earth to do. It is not everybody that has the ability to do that. It is only those who know who they are in Christ. And that's why I want us to touch on this subject briefly in the next 30 minutes. Let's open to the book of John 1 verse 12. John 1 12, and I'll read. John 1 12 says, But as many... As received him, to them gave the power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Hallelujah. As many as received him, to them gave he the power to become sons of God. Never bother with the word sons. When the Bible uses sons, it's not only referring to the male being. It's referring to both the male and the female being. Mm. Hallelujah. Because in Genesis 1, 
when God created man in his own image, he said that he created them man, and he said that they are hot, male and hot, female. Hallelujah. So in the eyes of God, God sees us as sons, and in sons, he sees us as male and hot, female. So if the Bible is using sons, never think that if you're a woman, it's not speaking to you. Amen. So, but as many as received him, to them gave the power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. I want to give this scenario. Everybody seated here comes, belongs to a family. Everybody here. And the church is you and I. We come together from various families and we come to form another family. Now, the moment you are born into this earth, you belong to one family. You belong to the earthly family. But beyond the earthly family, there is what? A heavenly family. And that's the reason why Jesus Christ came to connect us back to the heavenly family. Because we were once part of that family and we lost that opportunity through Adam and Eve. I don't want to talk about the creation story, but those of us who know the Bible very well, in Genesis, we saw that God created man in his own image. Genesis 1.26. So let us create man in our own image and likeness. Amen. And Bible said that God said, and let them have what? Dominion. Yeah. Hallelujah. So the original man which is me and you, and you come to discover, God created us in his image. But it got to a time, our first parent, Adam and Eve, allowed the devil to deceive them, and they lost that position of dominance. So God needed to have another plan to make sure that we are connected back to that original intent of him, which is dominance. And if you read Genesis 1.20, God said that, let him have dominion over everything. Yeah. When he mentioned the, the fish of the sea, the bears of the air, the cattle on the land, he said that, and everything on the earth. God didn't say some of the things. He said everything on the earth. Then he said that every creeping thing that creeps on the surface of the earth. So that is how God intends for man is. Dominance, dominion. And nobody now, it's not everybody that can exercise that power. It only takes those who know who they are in Christ Jesus. It is only in Christ Jesus that the original intent of God for man has been restored. Hallelujah. So there are two families, the earthly family and the heavenly family. Now, every family has its principles, values, and culture. All right? And if you are moving from one family to the next family, the person joining that different family needs to adapt to the customs and values of that family. Because the moment you join a family and you share in their beliefs and their values, you become like them. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. You become like that family. And whatever that family does has a binding on you. And how did God restore man to that original thing? God used something called adoption. And I want us to look at it briefly because we are going to link it to how as a child of God, God has restored you to the heavenly family and how that knowledge is going to help you to deal with some things. All who receive Jesus Christ through faith becomes children of God. This is described using the Greek term exousia, often translated as right, or an entitlement, hallelujah. Okay, so when you receive Christ through faith, you join a new family, 
And because you have joined a new family, as John 1.12 says, he has given you power. You have right. So every family member has right within the family. Hallelujah. So the moment you become a Christian, you have certain rights. It is one thing you discover those rights or you become ignorant and you don't function in that right. So if I'm in my father's house and there's a fridge with food, vegetables, everything, I don't need permission from my father, if my father is Pastor Paul, to go into that fridge and take for myself a cup of wine or juice or whatever to drink. I don't need that. It is a right. So long as I belong to Pastor Paul's family, I have that right yeah, yeah. to tap into the fridge and Come on. drink. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Nevertheless, when I am a child and I am a baby, that fridge is sitting there. It has everything that I need, but I need my father to guide me to assess what is within that fridge. But the moment I become a son, because I'm grown, and my father has taught me, I don't need that right. I just tap into it and take whatever I need. It is the same principle when you know who you are in Christ. Hallelujah. Are we getting the message? So knowing whom you are in Christ is vital for our survival in this generation. Because there are so many challenges that you encounter as a child of God. And the fact that you are a Christian doesn't mean that challenges will not come your way. Challenges will come your way. But one thing that you need to know is, once you know who your source is, you are able to overcome that challenge. When Jesus Christ was on earth, he knew he was God, and he is the maker of this universe. He knew. He never needed anybody to tell him. He knew. So there was a time he was traveling with his disciples to go and preach. And Bible said they were using the water, they were using the sea, and there was a storm that arose. And when the storm arose, Jesus Christ was quietly asleep in the boat. And his disciples were agitated, they were scared. And one of them went to Jesus and he said, Master, don't you care that we perish? The master didn't mind him. Then he pushed the master and said, don't you care that we perish? But when Jesus Christ awoke from their sleep, he said, Are you men of little faith, how can I still be with you and you've not learned? And the moment God spoke, who is Jesus, he said, that, Let there be calm. And the sea was still. Because he knew, he knew that he is the creator. And every creation has to subject to his thought, his authority. And Christ was teaching them that if you have me, you didn't need me to calm the sea. You could have commanded the That's sea, That's right. and the sea yeah. will become. Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah, so as you are sitting there as a child of God, there are certain things when you encounter, you don't need God to intervene. You are God on earth. Uh -huh. Hallelujah. Oh, and yeah. let me show you yeah. something. Let's open to Psalm 82, verse 6, before right. I move on. I want to show you something. Psalm 82, verse 6. Knowing who you are in Christ Jesus. Psalm 82 says, I said, you are gods, and all of you are children of the most high. Everybody seated here is a god. Do we believe that? And I want to prove to you that you are a god. And if you look at the god that has been used, that they use a small chain. Because in life, life can give birth to like. A human being can give birth to only hot, 
human beings. And when God is giving birth, God gives birth to something of its kind. That's why Genesis 1.20 says that let's create man in our own image and likeness. And because God created you and I in his image, we are also gods. But we are not like the supreme God. That's why when we are spelling God, we use a capital G. Because he is the supreme God. So we use a capital G for him. We are also gods. We use a small G. It means that we have the power that the heavenly father has embedded in him, in us. Hallelujah. So Jesus Christ says something. That I'm seated in heavenly place. So in Paul relating this to us, he said that we are seated in Christ, and Christ is seated in what? Heavenly places. So although me and you physically, we are seated here listening to the word of God, in Christ we are seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. And what the Holy Spirit does in our life is, because we have Christ in us and his spirit is in us, we are able to connect, because the Bible says that the spirit of God searches all things, and he searches the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. And he is able to connect us to divine things, whatever is happening on earth. That's why our sister, when she was giving her testimony, she said that one morning she was fair to pray. She was fair to pray in the morning between 8 and 8. She was fair to pray. The spirit in her, because that spirit has been connected to the presence of God, God knew that something is about happening. So she said that, my little God, you have an extension of me. Begin to pray and turn things around. So she began to pray. She began, she began to pray. Whether she prayed in tongues or she prayed in, in, in English, she began to pray. And when she began to pray, the prayer moved angels to work in her favor. Wow. When you know whom you are in Christ, the moment you begin to pray, angels uh, move on your favor. Yes. And it is not yes. everybody who can do that. Good it stuff. takes men on, and women on. of God, like me and you, who have discovered that, look, I'm not just a human being on earth. I am the representation of God on earth. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at when we say somebody is an ambassador of another country. So Australia has high commissions in other countries. Other countries have high commission and ambassadors. What do they do? They represent their country in another jurisdiction. Hallelujah. You are sitting here as a human being. You are representing God on earth. So, and the devil knows that secret. The devil knows that human beings are so powerful. Human beings were created in the image of God. And he knows that it's not every human being that has that full knowledge of God, that understanding. So those who come to discover, he tries to bring in doubt so that they don't get that message of God. But once you discover that you are an extension of God, you are not scared. When people are sick in your family, you take dominion. You tell yourself that, God, I don't need you to come and heal. I will just speak your word, and that person will be healed. Hallelujah. There was one Roman centennial in the Bible. When you read um, that account of, you read that one in the Bible, the Bible says that this Roman Centurion came to Jesus, and the, and, the, and the servant was sick. Not even the child, not even the daughter, the servant. That should tell you how that, that soldier connected with people in his household. Mm. So there was that strong relationship, and that servant was sick. So he heard about Jesus, and he went to Jesus. And he said, Master, can you do me this favor? When he spoke his issue, 
Jesus said, I will come and heal your servant. Then he said, Master, don't come to my house because I'm a man of under authority. I have people under me. And when I say to them, go, they go. When I say to them, come, they come. And I know that you are the creator, so speak your word. Speak your word. <coughs> the Roman army commander didn't need Jesus' physical presence there. He said, I just speak your word. And I know that my servants will be healed. And Jesus Christ said, I have searched throughout the land, and I have not found a man who has such a great faith like this Roman army general. And he said that, just as you believe, so let it be unto you. And Bible says that the same hour, when the man went home, the servant was healed. Jesus Christ didn't go there physically. He just spoke his word. Hallelujah. You can be sitting here. Things will be going wrong. You don't need to go and have physical contact with that situation. You can be sitting in your car. You can be yeah. in your yeah. in your washroom. You can be you can be on your bed in your bedroom. Wherever you find yourself, the moment you connect to divinity, you just speak the word. And once you speak the word, the word becomes active and life. That's why Jesus Christ said that the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And I believe that. I believe that. Where we are coming from, my daughter will will know, and pastor will know, in Africa, there is the hunger of God over there, because in Africa, we believe that there are so many demons and, and principalities and powers. They are everywhere, but those kind of demons and principalities and power that rule over Africa, it's not, I think it's not the same powers that rule in our present, um, wherever we find ourselves. Because here, you can easily get everything, but in Africa, you need to pray. In Africa, you need to believe God. In Africa, if you are not strong spiritually, you'll be torn apart. Hallelujah. So we grow to, to, to understand that we have to know who we are in Christ. Hallelujah. So that is the foundation, knowing whom you are in Christ. What, what, is, what is adoption? God has put us into his family, okay, because we didn't deserve it, and he, he has given us that right. The moment you join that family, it has values, it has goals, you have right under that family because legally you bear the name of that family. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. And every family name doesn't want their name to be tarnished. So my family name is Chumesi. So long as I bear that family name as yeah. a child and a carrier of that name, I shouldn't do anything to bring disrepute to that name. Mm -hmm. The same way when you carry the name of Christ and you are in Christ, Whatever you speak, because Christ, the Heavenly Father, doesn't want anything negative associated with that name, he does it for you. Hallelujah. So that's why his word says that if you abide in me and my word abide in you, ask me anything that you desire and I will do it for you. Relationship. Hallelujah. And let's read that. So it's, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, whatever you ask me, I'll do it. John 15, 7. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. It only takes those who know who they are in Christ Jesus to take advantage of that right. Because the more you have fellowship with God, the more you encounter your father. It is like children with their father. The child that has enough fellowship with the parent, they get good inheritance. 
they get good coaching, they get good mentoring, and they are able to exercise the will of the Father. That's why when Jesus Christ came here, he said that everything that I do is the will of my Father. Because he has so many, he had that intimate relationship with the Father. And he said that whatever I see my Father do, so if you are a son and a daughter in the kingdom, you do whatever you see your Father do. And once you are in Jesus Christ, because his spirit is living in you, most of the things that you do become the will of the Father. Because it is the will of God for us to prosper just as our soul prospers. It is not the will of God to see us in torment, in agony, all right? To, to see us downcasted. It is the will of God to see us having joy, not happiness, because yeah. there's a difference between happiness yeah. and joy. Happiness is the, the, the impact of whatever you're feeling in your surroundings. Yeah. So today I have a car, a brand new car, I'm happy. If I don't have that car, I'm not happy. But joy goes beyond that. Joy yeah. says that whether you have a car or not, you are happy. And when That's people good. see you, you are radiating That's the glory good. of God. Right. And that is something that a child of God is supposed to exhibit. Knowing who you are in Christ. How do you know who you are in Christ? I'm about to conclude. How do you know? The first thing to come to a realization that you know yourself in Christ is repentance. You have to repent. Now, if you read the book of Luke chapter 17, verse 21. So Luke chapter 15, 17, 21. Jesus Christ gave us a parable about a king or a man who had two sons. And Bible said that one of the sons came to the father and said, Dad, give me the portion of my inheritance. Give me the portion of my inheritance and, and, and let me go my way. And the father said, son, you can have it. So this son took the inheritance and moved to a far away country. And he started to blow up all the, he had all the fun, he had every fun. And in no time, all the possession and all the inheritance that he, the father gave him, he squandered everything. And Bible said that there was farming in that land. So the storm be, began to hit. And, and, and Bible said that that son went to join himself with another person of that land. And that person, he joined himself, had a farm, and he said that he went to work in the farm. And at a point, he came to himself, he repented. He said that, in my father's house, even the servants don't eat from the scrap of the animals. So what am I doing here? The first thing he did was he gained consciousness that he belonged to God as a, 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 a place that was glorious. So he decided to go back. So he took that decision, repentance. He changed from his old way. And he said that even if I go and my father should accept me as one of the servants, I'll be far better off in this foreign land. I'll be far better off staying in the worldly system. Because the worldly system says that when I die and I don't know Christ, I perish. But if I go back to the father, my original maker, and even I die on earth, I know that I live. Because in him, every living thing lives, move and have his being. Hallelujah. So the servant went, the, the son went. And Bible said that as he was coming afar off, not knowing every day the father was just standing there waiting, waiting to see that the son was making the attempt to reach back. And Bible said that when he saw the son, he didn't wait for the son to come. He ran and had his arms around the son. Hallelujah. God is running to meet you. Amen. The moment you've said in your heart that, God, I need you, 
I want to discover who I am in you. God will not wait for you. God will reach you. That's why the Bible says that he is near. If you draw near to God or to Christ, he will come closer to you. So the moment you take that step of boldness that, God, I want to discover, God will make himself available to you and you know him. So repentance is very key. Repent. Know that God wants to have you closer. The other things that you need to do is to confess, confession. You can't come to God and you cannot discover whom you are in God if you don't confess your weakness unto him. Hallelujah. Weaknesses can mean sin. Weaknesses can mean unbelieving God. If you are not a Christian, those of you listening to me on stream, if you've not received Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, what we are talking about doesn't belong to you. But the moment you repent of your sins and you confess that Jesus Christ came to die in the flesh to save you from your bondage, then you attain that gift of adoption. Then you can be translated from the worldly system into his kingdom. So the key to knowing who you are in Christ is repentance and confession. And the confession is acknowledging that you only can live through Jesus Christ. Without Jesus, you cannot do anything. And he said boldly, he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. So the moment you have that realization that, look, I want to reach the Father, because the Father is in our heart. The moment you confess Christ, and he comes to live in you, you have God in you. So repentance. And the last thing is faith in Christ Jesus. You need to have faith that whatever Jesus Christ has done and whatever he stands for is true. Because when you read the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, the Bible says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So you are hoping for that divine nature of God. All right? The person with the human understanding cannot comprehend that. But you have a conviction in your spirit that those things are true. That is faith. So he who comes to God must believe, one, that he is a rewarder of those who diligently hold, seek him. So once you have decided to be a child of God, you must believe in your heart that whatever you demand from this God is true. So that when you are sick and you say that, Daddy, I'm a child of the kingdom, I want divine healing. And you believe in that, yes. that divine healing yeah. will come. Even if you don't have abundance in your family and you begin to communicate with your heavenly father that God, I need this one to survive, to bless others, that provision will come. Hallelujah. One thing I know about this church, and there are times that people think, oh, why is it that the church has been in existence for three to five years and we are not thousand people? But the pastor has said this church is not an attractional church. It's a discipleship church. Yeah. And every yeah. church that builds discipleship, they grow. And when they grow, they survive challenges. Yeah. Hallelujah. Come on. And I believe yeah. in that vision. I believe in yes. that vision so yeah. much that that's why when Jesus Christ came, he built discipleship. Yeah. Because there was a time he preached a message, and I'm concluding, he preached a message. And when he preached that message, a lot of people turned away. Then he turned to his disciples. Are you also coming to leave me because of what I have said? And Peter stood up and spoke for them and said, God, Jesus, he was addressing them and said, you have the words of eternal life. So where are we going? Hallelujah. You remain under this umbrella, you discover who God is. 
because Life City Church preaches the word of God. Every preacher I've listened to behind this pulpit points people to Christ. And at times, some of the word that will come out of the pulpit becomes so difficult, it becomes so challenging, and you think that, is it directed at me? Is the pastor talking about me? The pastor is not talking about you because God is building discipleship. And once you become a disciple, you are able to bring other disciples into the ministry. And people, the more disciples we have, the more light dominates darkness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So to conclude, know who you are in Christ. One, repent of your unbelief. If you're a Christian, if you are not a Christian, repent of your sins. And secondly, have genuine confession. Confess your sins to Christ. And he is there to forgive you. And I'm going to give the opportunity to those who, who don't know Christ and you want to confess, whether you are listening to us online or in-house. And you have to have faith in Jesus Christ because he is the only way to the Father. And he can give you what you need. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining Life City Church. And we hope that you were blessed and inspired by today's message. If this ministry has made an impact on your life, we'd love to hear from you. Please drop us a line and share your story at thanks at livecitychurch.com or email us your prayer needs at prayer at livecitychurch.com. We'd love to connect with you and hear more about your story. If you love the ministry of Live City Church, you can make a financial gift to help us spread the good news of Jesus by going to livecitychurch.com and clicking the giving tab. We hope today's message has spoken into your life and look forward to your next visit.